recorded live. Yeah! Put 
Y'all sound like a choir. What I'm here for? Y'all sing. Last time all.
Sometimes I feel like giving up. It seems like my best just ain't good enough. Lord, if you hear me, I'm calling you. Do you see, do you care all about what I'm going through? And then he says, one more day, one more step. See, I'm preparing you for myself. And when you can't hear Sometimes I feel like I'm all alone I'm just like a stranger so far from home I feel like I've done all that I can do Please, Lord, give me strength I'm just trying to make it through That's when he told me Mama gave me up when I was four years old. She didn't destroy my body. She killed my soul. 
Party started right. Are you ready to throw down? Yes, I is. Rush to the Combrage to go station to go station to go station to go Romboko Sara to Comboshi, Grande to go Sakaka. Horash to go say, to go say, Horash to go Saka. Hora <laughs> Harando Shadakasa, Father God, we praise your name, Yadokosa, Kandaka. We glorify you, Lord. Yes, Shadokosa, 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 Andraka. Ha, yes, Father God. Bosiki, Yadarambosa, Kaha, Haramboko, Shadarambosika, Da. Ha, Shadokosa, 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 Shadokosa. Yes, Father God, Yadokosa, Kaha, Shadokosa, Father God, let your word come forth. Let your word come forth, Father. Let the anointing come forth. Speak to your children. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Father. Father God, you surrender the kumbosike. You surrender the kusakandaka. We surrender the kusesh, the kusesh. Okay, that ain't gonna work. Shenrash, the kusesh, the kusesh, the kusesh. Surrender the kusesh, the kusesh, the kusesh. Surrender the kusesh, the kusesh, the kusesh, the kusesh, the kusesh. Surrender the kusesh, the kusesh, the Now, Father God, come. Yeru kusenrash, the kusesh, draka. Yara the Gosesh, the Gosesh, the Gosesh, the Grasada. Yara the Gosaka, hm, now Holy Spirit, Yara the Gosada, Kandra, Shira Gosaka, Yara Goseke, Shirandra, Shira Gosa, hm. Ooh, really now. Okay. Hm. Oh, really now. Hm, you missed that. Special. Well, what is it? I'm just here. Okay, now that's very special. Okay, now that's very special. 
praise your name, Daddy God. Yerudagosa. We glorify you, Roshinagasa. Help us to hear from you today, Father. Let your word go forth. Help us to hear from you, Father. Speak to us, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Continue to strengthen. Continue to empower. To encourage. To direct. Whatever you know needs to be done, Father God. Move in that capacity. It's up to you, Lord. We are your children. You are our God. We need you, Lord. We can't do it on our own. We need you, Holy Spirit. We can't do it on our own. Romboshe krandi dikaseke. Romboka serakosaka. Randi kose serakomraka. Now begin to penetrate into our hearts, our situation, and our circumstances. Let your love come forth. Let your anointing pour forth, Father. Mm. As you move in a mighty and unique way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Alrighty. Guess we can get ready for this lesson today. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Excuse me, sir. Have you done the reading already, or? No, I'm about to do it now, dear. Oh, you haven't read? Okay, okay. All right. I just turned back in. Wasn't sure. All right. Thank you. No problem, dear. I want to make sure that you get every ounce of this reading, dear. Mm-hmm. All right, dear. So, what did I just knock on the ground? I do not know. Okay. Who is king of the Jebusites? The principality who sits atop the mountain of family is Baal. He and Jezebel are very similar, but Baal is more encompassing. Jezebel serves Baal. Hmm. The nations surrounding Israel had their own versions of Baal that were a constant snare to God's people. The name Baal means master, owner, or lord. He was the god of fertility, the sun god, the god of provision, the god of rain, and looked to for basically everything. The cult of Baal worship often included male prostitution. Service to the god of Melech was also connected with Baal worship, as we can see in Jeremiah. I know a couple of y'all will say, hmm. Jeremiah 32 and 35. They built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Heminan, to cause the sons to pass through the fire to Melech. One could serve Baal by serving Melech, the one to whom children were brutally and cruelly sacrificed. In one example, worshippers would heat up statues of Melech and then place their children in the statues, red-hot arms, and watch the children burn to death. For us, this represents the prevailing God and influence of abortion. Mm. Since the Roe versus Wade ruling in 1973, 
Almost 50 million children have been sacrificed at this altar of convenience. Bell worship in our land has cost millions their life. Abortion is the rejection of a child by a parent, evidence of the jebusites of rejection at work. We see the heart of a parent turned not toward the children, but rather against them in a deadly way. Homosexuality is also a manifestation of Baal worship and explains why male prostitution was integral to Baal ceremonies. Homosexuality is rejection of one's natural sex drive. The rejection isn't necessarily a conscious choice. It's the fruit of rejection that has been sown in someone and defiled him. Ooh, ooh, really? I got to read that one again. Hmm. Homosexuality is also a manifestation of Baal worship and explains why male prostitution was integral to Baal ceremonies. Homosexuality is the rejection of one's natural sex drive. This rejection isn't necessarily a conscious choice, but it's the fruit of rejection that has been sown in someone and defiled him. The point is not whether one is born homosexual or not. God's standards of morality reflect the feelings we must be trained into, not the feelings we were born with. None of us were born with this standard bubbling up. Oh, my God. Oh. That, I got to read that again. Hmm. Wow. Wow. I mean, ain't like this is one of my, stri- my one of my struggles, but this is just so deep. It's just mm. homosexuality is also a manifestation of bell worship, and explain why male prostitution was integral to bell ceremonies. Homosexuality is rejection of one's natural sex drive. See, I I got that, but this part right here, this rejection isn't necessarily a conscious choice. It's the fruit of rejection. That's what just is. If something is bearing fruit, that means there's a, another tree. And it's sown and it's grown up to the point that it is now bearing fruit. That means it's deep. You don't you don't just plant a, a tree. Some trees don't bear fruit for, uh, for months. I think all the trees are years. So what he's saying is the homosexuality means it is when you have gotten to the point that it's a homosexuality, those roots are far deep, and we talked about this yesterday. And I, I'm and I'm thinking about this because I'm 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 you know knowing some people who are dealing with this. This this is this is deep. Hmm. This reminds. Go ahead. Sorry, 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 sorry. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to be that person. <laughs> no, you can speak up because this will stop me in my no. tracks. Go right ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna say, and you all know that I'm transparent. I don't, I don't have no shame in my game about, um, you know, sharing things if I think they'll help other people. You know, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying about that and. I know that for me and myself, um, 
you know, the part about, you know, bearing fruit. Well, actually, not what the reading said about bearing fruit, well, that too, but more what you just said about, um, you know, like the other tree, right, and how, you know, some trees start to bear fruit. That's what we learned about the apple trees when we went on our field trip. You know, like there's a certain amount of time before you'll start to see that. Um, and so I can attest to that because I know for me, you know, as a person who was molested by a, 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 an older girl at a very young age, you know, you don't know what's happening. Like you don't even, you don't even know what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't really know that it's, that it's even wrong. If it's something that you've never experienced, it's like, hmm? You just kind of put it in the, hmm, oh, okay, category, in the mental Rolodex in your brain. And so you don't realize, you don't even realize what it's, what it's doing to you or what it has implanted in your spirit until later. And so, you know, later on, years and years later, when I, when I found that women were attracted to me, like hitting on me, the same way men do, like that's how they were, that's how that's how often it happened. But I didn't know anything about spirit. I didn't know anything about, you know, seeds implanted in one spirit. You know what I mean? I didn't know about that. So I didn't know what was happening. And so that seed at a young age um, that I didn't even know had been planted was bearing its fruit, I guess, years and years later, unbeknownst to me that it had even been planted. So what am I saying? A lot of times, you know, like if you grow up in an abusive environment where, you know, guys who who dads might abuse their moms or girlfriends or whatever, you don't, you just, you're just making it through. You see it and it's like, ah, whatever. You don't even realize that the seed is being planted until years later. Sometimes you find yourself doing things and you don't know why. And you don't even realize that that's what you're doing. And I think that's what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're saying that earlier when we talked. Whatever, whenever it was. But, you know, you don't you don't even realize why you're doing what you were doing. And, like, when you would tell me, because, you know, I don't care. I, mm-hmm. I, I tell it all if it helps. I really don't care. Um, you know, when you were saying, well, are you doing this because of this? You're doing this. You know, when you've been telling me this since I was a mm-hmm. child, basically. You know, you're doing this. And I'm like, I'm doing it because I remember that. I'm doing it because I want to. Like, it's a conscious, what did what the, the reading just say? It's not a conscious choice. But I was saying, yes, it is. I'm doing it because I want to. Be rebellious, right? I'm doing it because I want to. And and it's like, no, you're really not. You just are not conscious of the fact that this seed has been planted and now it is bearing this fruit because it's down in your subconscious mind and you don't even realize it's there. So... Thank you for um, indulging me the opportunity to come and shed some personal light on this. Um, but I'm just saying that that happens with a lot of different things, abuse, mm. um, you know, um, um, alcoholism. I have, a, I know somebody right now who, whose parents would have her and her siblings making drinks for them at like seven years old, at eight, like mm. mixing drinks like grown people. Mm. At that young age, you know, and it's like, what the heck were you doing? Like, who does that? Who has, you know, an eight-year-old making martinis or whatever it is, all these drinks or whatever, and so later on that person struggled with alcoholism. 
you know, um, just, you know, all kinds of stuff. Mm. So it's something, you know, as a person who was very, who, who was very in the dark about it, whose eyes were closed and scales were over my eyes about why I did certain things or why I felt like I had certain appetites or whatever. I didn't know where the stuff came from. And even when you were telling me, it's probably because of so-and-so and so-and-so, I'm like, nope, it's just because, right? And so I think that this portion of the reading could could uh, maybe be instrumental in or be a catalyst for all of us looking at some of the things in our lives that we may that we may kind of know are not fruitful or are not quite in alignment, and maybe we could really, you know, take this opportunity to stop and do some soul searching as to why we may be doing certain things. You know, because that's part of the healing and that's part of the pulling stuff out at the root. And now, you know, the reading is saying, these planted long ago. Mm. And it's not easy because it causes you to have to, to have to pull up some stuff that, and face some stuff that you might not want to. Mm. But, if the, but, but if the healing mm. is ever going to take place and if the transformation and the house cleaning is, is really going to take place, Got to go back and got to go back and wrestle them demons. Mm. Got to got to go back and wrestle them demons. Don't be like me, church. Don't be like me and and be like, hey, I'm just gonna pretend like it didn't even happen. I'm just gonna act like it didn't even happen. Don't do it. Don't do it because they don't go nowhere. They stay. They stay. They stay. And they take root. And they will. You'll look up and they'll be controlling all your actions, all of your thoughts. And they will become um, things that are manifest in your everyday life, and they'll affect everybody around you. Amen. Mm. I'll just keep reading. <laughs> okay. Homosexuality is also a manifestation of bell worship and explains why male prostitution was integral to bell ceremonies. Homosexuality is a rejection of one's natural sex drive. This rejection isn't necessarily a conscious choice. It's the fruit of rejection that has been sown in someone and defiled him. The point is not whether one is born homosexual or not. God's standards of morality reflect the feelings we must be trained into. See, now that's something that, okay, this is going to be one of them ones where we just, we ain't going to read this twice, because I can tell you right now, we ain't going to have the opportunity, because it's, it's, it's just too much information. So, I mean, right here. The point is not whether one is born homosexual or not. God's standards of morality reflect the feelings we must be trained into. Not the feelings we were born with. None of us were born with his standards bubbling up in us. That I, mm, wow. <laughs> I, I don't, oh, I, I don't know what that, that speaks so loud. I mean, see this, this is when, you know, the, this is why I say, you know, Truth, it shuts you up or make you holler. 
Because all the stuff that people talk, and like she said, we're talking about homosexuality in this, but look at, like she said, in so many other areas and arenas in our life where we're dealing with situations and circumstances. And what did he just say? Ain't none of us was born with this. We got to be trained into this. Ah, yes. Okay, let me go back on mute. And like I said, today, today, we ain't going over this lesson twice. So if, if people need to speak up, y'all need to speak up now because this is, this is too much meat. We probably ain't even going to go through more than a, a page because it's, it's right. I mean, oh, yeah. my God. Because you know what? Here it is, Sam, y'all. I don't even know who's on the line. But this is it. This is the struggle that we keep talking about. This. We're going to dry this car straight. This is the struggle, though. If you think about it, this is this is the struggle. When we talk about, I'm sorry, I don't mean to usurp your call, but this is the struggle. This, you know, when we talk about getting our lives together, right? I need to, mm. I need to get my life together, and I need to, you know, walk in my path, and I need. This is the stuff that is preventing oh, nah. us from walking in the fullness of what it's this. It's the stuff. This is what we talk about. If it's not homosexuality, then it might be um, a stank attitude. Come on, y'all. That anger, that spirit of anger and wrath and bitterness. If it's not that, then it might be an, an being oversexed. Because quite frankly, I, most people I know are freaking oversexed. They're oversexed. If it's not being oversexed, then it might be drugs. If it's not drugs, then it might be alcohol. If it's not alcohol, it might be gambling. If it's not gambling, it might be envy. Being envious of what other people have. It might be low self-esteem. It might be low self-confidence. It might be, you know, a spirit of covetousness. It, whatever. Come on. Pick your poison. Pick a poison, any poison. You know what I'm saying? And so these are the things that we, but we have got to, we have got to understand that they're there. It's like, you know, so many times we, we look at the, at the, um, at the the, the uh, symptoms, and we see the symptoms, but we don't, but we don't see that it's a it's a root cause behind that. There's a big disease. There's a big pathology behind these symptoms. You know, you know, you got the runny nose, you got a fever, your body aches. What do we know? That means that it's attached to the flu. See, the stuff is attached to something bigger. And while we, you know, yeah, we we might drink. We sit up and drink. We get stressed out. We drink. We drink. We drink. That's just a symptom. Because people drink all the time. But why do you drink? You see what I'm saying? That's attached to something. Being oversexed. Sleeping with two, three, five, twenty five, thirty eight people all at once. That's a symptom. What's the real but, cause? But being, you know, go ahead, sister. Because if I wreck my car talking to y'all, I'm going to be mad. Everybody <laughs> in here going to donate to. Um, Erica's new car calls, okay? <laughs> but, you know, what you're saying is so true. But what the reading is also stating, identify. It's okay to identify the symptoms. Know what they are so you can better help yourself. But the truth of the matter is, regardless to what your symptoms are, you can no longer use that to justify why you're mm. where you are and what you're doing, or you can't mm. use it as an excuse 
because the reading says that you know know where you are, but because you have to be trained, it doesn't matter why you're where you are. You have to be trained under the word of God to be delivered anyway, whether you believe you're born to be this way or your symptoms are spiritual and it's been generational. It's irrelevant because at some point in time, you have to come to the reckoning that you have to be trained regardless right. to why your so symptoms true. are what they are. Just like you're trained in it. You ought to be trained out because at a certain point, right. those symptoms become the crutch. Right, they become the, but you don't understand, you don't know why, like with me. But I was just, I just got a lesson and I was raped, uh, 15, 20, 25, 30, uh, but you don't understand, I said, I was so mean. Uh, and so right. we allow it to paralyze our entire right. lives, and we look up and we have gone nowhere. Because and that's we because still, mm-hmm. we choose to stay in these places and use the reason the reasoning behind it as a justification or an excuse why we cannot come from. And so to understand mm. that you have to be trained is part of your accepting your deliverance and how you're gonna be mm. delivered. And you know what, sister, you can I tell you something that's key? You got to want to be delivered from it. See, mm. what I found is that a lot of times people don't want to be delivered. Why? Because they're comfortable in that place. But because a lot that. of people don't know how either and don't That's know it's true possible. Too. That's true, too. That's true, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You're, we're still talking about educating and knowledge. Because if people don't know that they can be trained, they will always use whatever their reason or their base to be an excuse to validate why you do what you're doing or you are where you are. That's true. And those crutches become very comfortable and complacent because we've been in it so long. And then sometimes we reject those who want to help us to walk without those crutches, Lisa. You know what I'm saying? We Sometimes we reject those when people come and they want to, you know, and they're assigned to show you how to walk without those crutches. We reject that. So we reject our help because we're comfortable and we want to mm. stay where we are. Mm. We want to stay where mm. we are for a lot of different reasons, sympathy, just being comfortable, fear, all of those things. So Our God is say, just too hard. Or just, yeah, because we don't want to do the work. You got to work to come out that thing. You know, it's like being in the game, right? Don't they jump you in the game? But you got to get jumped out. You don't just walk away from what I, I ain't never been in there. But from what I see on uh, TV, on gangland, you don't just walk out. You got to get jumped out. You gotta pay to get out. Or right. killed. Right. Right. And that's the thing. People don't wanna get jumped out. So it's just they don't wanna do the work, so they just 
I just want to stay there because coming out is hard. Because one thing you do, you have to admit, in order to come out, you have to admit that it has been a crush and that you were trained into it. You have to admit that. But see, once you admit that, can I tell you a secret? That's when the accountability falls on you and not what everybody else did. See, then that's, that's when the accountability falls on you. And we don't want that. We want accountability to slide off like Teflon. So coming out is hard, and so will your walk with Jesus be one of challenges. But staying in is hard, too. Right. And and that's what I think a lot of people don't understand. They don't believe it's hard because it's something that they've grown acclimated to because they've been there for so long. But just like it's hard, it does damage. And if you stay too long, it does irreversible damage. Mm. To yourself and those around you. Uh, to your spirit and the spirits around you. Because what we're, all, what we're learning and identifying is that, you know, these things are planted spiritually. So the fact that we stay in it means that it, we're planting these seeds without even knowing it. Which causes harm, cause harm to others. So true. So true. So true, so true, so true, so true. And you look up and you spread that mess like Ebola. Mm. It, 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 you know, it just becomes a village. It's like the village of the damned. Mm. Because especially if, especially if you are in a position of authority mm. or, or a caregiver, where where your you know your tentacles kind of reach out, it can it can cause some real problems. Hmm. I should know. I deal with those problems every day in this school. Just saying, y'all play too much. <laughs> hey. Hello to the late morning. Good morning. Okay, I didn't get everything. I just came in on the tail end. But then, too, as we look for people to donate and invest in us, then we also have to invest in ourselves. And be mindful how we are invested in ourselves in order to come out.
All right. Let me uh give me one second. All right. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. For example, we are naturally selfish. That's something we must be trained out of us. For most of us, it's a lifetime fight as the me first feeling seems wired into us. Because of this selfishness, we easily feel angry, sad, jealous, vengeful, and just plain mean. How about I read that again? (laughs) For example, we are all naturally selfish. That's something that must be trained out of us. For most of us, it's a lifetime fight. As the me first feeling seems wired into us. It is wired into us. Why is it that? It's our flesh. It's our flesh nature. I mean, when we're, when we're babies, I guess that's an interesting state as a baby. You know, we're not, I mean, well, I don't remember my baby stuff, but I know in one sense that me first, your flesh nature, when you're hungry, when you're sad, when you're wet, you cry. I need, I need, I need, and that brings you attention. But then also you're pure, you're more in touch with that spirit than, you know, I'm not going to say than any other time in your life, but you have to be retrained how to walk to your spirit because of your flesh nation to understand the spirit, soul, and body, you would naturally go toward our flesh. That's what, so, so yeah, we got to be trained out of our flesh nature. We got to be trained out of our soul nature. We got so many of us, us, us children of God that are walking around here soulish and not even recognizing. They wouldn't even know what you mean when you talk spirit, soul, and body. So, I mean, if you look at it from the point of view of being spirit, soul, and body, yeah, we're naturally selfish. Everything your flesh wants to do is about the flesh. And I need it and I need it now. And why not? Me first. Your point is what? You know, so that's something, that, again... And, and that's apparent tries, you know, and I say try, especially nowadays, because you know what? You got some children that are training parents. But anyway, you know, that's something that, that we, the parents' job is to get them out of that. But then how can a parent get them out of being selfish when they out of, ain't out of it themselves? But anyway. For example, we are all naturally selfish. That's something we must be trained For most of us, it's a lifetime fight, as the me-first feeling seems wired into us. Because of this selfishness, we easily feel angry, sad, jealous, vengeful, and just plain mean like Erica. These inherent feelings, what we're born with, must be corrected by embracing God's higher authority of righteous and morality. Although the description of love in 1 Corinthians 13 are anti-natural feelings. Oh, wow. That's deep. Never really thought of it. 
Can you repeat that, please? The last thing. Okay. I'm going to start here. Because of this selfishness, we easily feel angry, sad, jealous, vengeful, and just plain mean. These inherent feelings we're born with must be corrected by embracing God's higher authority of righteous morality. All of the descriptions of love in 1 Corinthians 13 are anti-natural feelings. To bear with, believe, forgive, endure, think no wrong, none come natural. I got to read that part again. Now I want you to think of each one that I read. And again, when you say when you all just talked about the struggle, that's why it's a struggle. Because you have to go against the grain. The basic, the anti-basic human instinct. The, the base, uh, let's, let's break it down, the basic flesh instinct. Let, 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 let's for, get for self-preservation. Uh-huh. That, that's the, we're born that. That's the flesh nature. Because the flesh nature is basic human instinct. That's what it is. Flesh it, nature it, is basic human and animal instinct. Let's go ahead and be real. Right. Primitive. It's primitive. It's your primitive animalistic base mm-hmm. nature for self-satisfaction. Remember, we, we, we said this so many, and, I, you know, Erica knows this from her psychology background, and, and me too is the way we're trained, it's, it's basic needs. If you look up basic human needs, you're going to see sex, you're going to see food, and water. I'm talking about that's like the basic, I'm talking about the very, very, you know, we could talk about shelter and love and all that, but that's the basic stuff, the need for or the desire for self-satisfaction. You know, the me, 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 me. And all of those things that you that you were just talking about definitely are the anti-me because it takes the attention and focus off of you and puts it on somebody else. And that causes anxiety because then it's like, oh, my God, what if I don't get what I need? And that's why people, you know, do the act of fool. You said that's why people do what? The act of fool. Oh, you the know that was a noun? Yeah, act of fool is a noun. A-C-K-A-F-O-O-L. Act of fool. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. All of these descriptions of love in 1 Corinthians 13 are anti-natural feelings. To bear with, believe, I got to do each one at a time, to bear with, I got to put up with this thing, this person, this job, this situation, it's easy. I, you know what, I go through that every morning, I go through that, I was even going through it this morning, like really? Bear with, just, you know. Deal with something because you understand the the better end, the greater end, or or like you said, because you love or because you know it's the best thing to do. To bear with your job because if I don't do it, I know I ain't gonna get paid and I gotta have a roof over my head. Let's be let's break it down to the bare necessity. Why do you get up and go to work? Because I, I got children to feed, I got a family to provide for. That motivates me. Nine, oh my God, uh, that's why I tell you all my my statement, my con, my mantra. I got three 90-year-olds and an 18-year-old. That makes me move when I want to put my butt up in that bed and not do a doggone thing. 
So to bear with, yeah. To believe, ooh, really? I, I, again, I, I mean, I can, I'm on, I'm like Lisa was, I'm coming because like, look, Lord, I'm, 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 Lord, I'm so far in right now. The only way, Jesus, I gotta believe you to, right now, I gotta finish this building. Right now, I gotta figure out to have enough money to pay the guys for help me. Right now, Lord, I gotta believe you for a, a good tenant that's not gonna tear it up, that's gonna pay this rent. Right now, Lord, after I get this done, I still got these other buildings and empty properties, which are, in one sense, you position me that I can be actually prosperous instead of struggling, but I still got to fight my way through it, and I'm getting slammed with a $3,000 a month, month extra bill, Lord. I got to believe that you would not leave nor forsake me. I got to believe that you did not leave me here to drop me off. I got to believe that my, my ladder, so, so when I'm talking about a battle, yeah, that, that believe thing, really? Yeah. Yeah. To forgive. Mm. Yeah, that, that 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 can touch a nerve. Somebody did you wrong. You know what? You might even need to forgive yourself. Forgetting yourself in some foolishness. Oh, you better stop it. Say that again. <laughs> you better stop it. You better stop it. That's number one. Forgiving yourself. A lot of times we think that it's the other person we can't forgive. But the mm. truth of the matter is, it's yourself that you can't forget because whether or not we verbalize and vocalize it, mm. we know deep down in our spirit that it was our fault and we got ourselves in some bull junk. Oh, and it's yourself you can't forget, especially when, hello, hello, Miss Butler, especially when God then told you in the beginning that that was some foolishness and you Uh-oh. did what you wanted to do, I'm but going- he told you before you did it. You you know, and was the first thing, God, he told me don't do that, and you do it anyway. And while you're sitting there picking up the pieces, while you're sitting there with your broom and your vacuum and everything else trying to clean up after that mess that wouldn't have happened had you listened and been obedient, you got to figure out how to forgive yourself. But so often we, we don't want to accept that, and we want to lash out and say it's the other person we can't forgive or the other entity we can't forget, but it's really ourselves. Amen. I'm going back on you. Amen. Say it again. Say it again. And say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> but, but you know what, though? And, and, and what she was talking about, and we were talking about it earlier, and even when we're talking about the bearing, the, the, where the, the fruit, a lot of times we're not even aware of the deeper hurt or the deeper scenarios that are lying up underneath. And like she said, we're lashing out of somewhere else because we don't want to take the time. We don't want to hear. We don't want to, li- we don't want to take the time to look in the mirror and actually say, well, you know what, it's my fault, and be accountable for it. No. Why? Why would I want to do that? Why? <coughs> Excuse me. Because self accountability is a is a huge it's a huge deal. That's that's big. that's where forgiveness comes in, and that's where many you know reconciling with your neighbor and going to your all of that stuff. That's accountability. You can't do that stuff until you hold yourself accountable. 
it won't be it won't be authentic. It will be disingenuous. But that's the hardest thing to do because we live in a world that does not support accountability. That says it's okay to blame everybody else. That everybody else is the problem. It's hard to say, you know what? My bad. I tripped. I tripped. Even if you don't say it to somebody else, to say it to yourself, you tripped. Like Erica was saying earlier about when somebody, um, I forgot exactly what she said. I know what she says, triggering this, but about um, coming out, the desire to come out. You know, a lot of times we, we run into crazy situations because we don't have the desire to come out. Even when somebody brings us, you know, a, a solution or, or a better way, we want to stay where we are and keep doing the same old mess that we're doing. We want to keep on drinking. We want to keep smoking. We want to keep doing drugs. We want to keep being over sex. We want to keep gambling. We want to keep fussing and fighting. We want to keep not, um, you know, paying attention to our kids. We want to keep whatever it is that we're doing, pick a poison. We want to keep doing that. But self-accountability, holding one's uh, self-accountable, cause us to go to the root of why we're doing those things and see therein lies the rub. Therein lies it because that's going to kick up a whole lot of dust, a whole crap storm that a lot of times we're not prepared to deal with because why? What Sam just said, we got to look at ourselves. And that's what none of us want to do is look at that man in the mirror like Michael Jackson said. And see, in the world of therapy and counseling, they call that trauma re-traumatization, which mm-hmm. they don't encourage because they say uh, to be re-traumatized causes more issues. Wait, wait. They don't encourage it, but they're going to medicate it, right? That's right. They cover it. <laughs> That's because right, baby. They're going to Because you relive it. Because when you come to yourself, you feel... Your thoughts re-traumatize you within yourself. So in the meantime, they made money off your pain. Make it. They made money. They make it. They made money off your pain and your suffering. That's the whole point. Because as long as you're suffering, as long as you're in pain, then you're you not paying anything else. Good morning, everybody. Afternoon. If there's no healing, then there's no there's no there's no awareness of what's going on around you. And so you're easily led, you're easily you know, everything is manipulative when you're not aware because you're focusing on one thing and not the other. Your priorities are skewed when you're focused on things and not, you know, it is it's it's so much more than yeah. we and moreover, they uh teach as therapists pretty much that you know, you allow the client or the patient to tell their story. But you are not, as a counselor, as a therapist, you are not to direct them in any shape, form, or fashion. 
You're actually just supposed to allow them to guide you, and based on what they tell you is how you provide them assistance. Yep, I can attest to it. That's the game. I'm 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 gonna just say this one thing, and I'm gonna keep reading. I have a question. Wouldn't that even have to be bamboozle? Hmm? I'm sorry. I said couldn't even say that they just got they got just got uh, bamboozled. Well, that's the whole thing. That is the whole thing. And that's going to fit into what I was going to say. If we recognize that it's the prince of the power of the air that's actually setting up and governing these systems, then we, again, if you look at things Amen. in the picture, Amen. it's promoting his agenda. We're feeding into Amen. him, feeding the sickness. We're feeding the broken. Oh we're feeding the poverty, the depression, and all these things. That means if you're working out of pain, you're not working out of a clean thought. If you're working out of medication, you're not working out of things clean thought. All of that is not a sober-minded individual. So just oh. think about all these things that he's inflicting on us on a continuous right. basis to the point that we're doing it on ourselves, and he's sitting back and say, yeah, I got the system set up. Y'all just keep walking in it. You're going to oh. be... You're going to be crippled, and those that I have put in charge are running it and governing it. Because if you come to me with your pain, I am not. It is considered unethical if I am to tell you what that pain is. Mm. Because that That's means silly. I am invoking my, they call that transference. In the YouTube world. Because that means I'm yep. transferring my thoughts and my feelings on you. I have to let you tell me what you're feeling, and I have to let you tell me what it means. So why do you need me? That's Amen. Crazy. That's exactly what they do. I'm That's what they do. Yeah, I, was trained, I was trained the exact same way. It's, it's so yes. true. It's very it's true. Trans, it's called transference and then mm-hmm. counter-transference. Because, you know, I was actually looking at a documentary on psychologists and stuff, and they were and they were showing how there's only certain key questions yes. that you yes. can ask, but it's it's a question that's so open ended that okay, okay, there's nothing Ooh. to grab hold to. It doesn't. It doesn't give a a specific, You know, you can't say, "Oh, to, it's like what well, was well, one of the questions that always have you asked? Tell me about your childhood." Right. That's so vague. It's like you're not asking for anything specific. So now it could be anything in their childhood, you know. And it's just like, oh, okay. Well, how did you feel? You know, it's like, okay, just, it was really weird for you to say that. It's just like, wow. Because the the training is, you're not, you are to ask open-ended questions that gives the the, uh, person or the client an opportunity to talk because they do not encourage closed-ended questions. The encouragement is open-ended questions. Let me... 
And if you, you know, if you know anything about the profession at all, typically the your session lasts 45 minutes max, 45, 50 right, minutes, right. because right. you need that other 10 to 15-minute window for the therapist or the counselor to make sure that they do their notes. If you ask open-ended questions, your 45-minute session is over with. And oftentimes, that's why you never get to a solution because you're coming there and you're talking. But if you're constantly just giving me your stuff and I am not, um, according to the ethics, I cannot or should not direct you in any shape, form, or fashion, that's why you have... Um, sessions that can be extended for 12 weeks. Wow. Yep. Okay. And if you remember... Talk and talk. Right. And if you remember... Well, before I say that, I will say this. There is a benefit to open-ended questions because sometimes you have to allow an individual to talk so that they can you know, divulge things that will give you key information to go on. The downside to that is the fact that though you ask open-ended questions, because of ethics, you still cannot or should not, you know, transfer any of your personal thoughts, ideas, because that's what is considered, your personal opinion and thoughts and ideas if it does not come from the client. If you remember, when I first went down this road, <clears throat> my major issue was, Lord, am I, did, am I really supposed to be doing this because they're crazy? And I said it loosely, you know, not to, you know, criticize anyone that sees a therapist or believe in that type of system, but to understand, I saw in the first two classes that it's so convoluted, and it is difficult, in my opinion, and what God has told me, what he's poured in my spirit, that people will be delivered from whatever they're dealing with, because it keeps you bound. I have finished this program that I caught hell with, but I have yet to move forward to get my license in the field simply because of all of those different circumstances and the fact that once you become a licensed professional counselor, you are held and bound by those ethics. And what I do know, the calling God has on my life, that those ethics are very restrictive and outside of what God has directed me to do. So even as a, a licensed professional counselor, they encourage you to have malpractice insurance. I can't right now.
Okay, I'll just go to the next one. <laughs> like I said, we're going through this today once. <laughs> I saw that. Okay, and let me say this, because you brought it up about, you know, the powers of the prince of the air. <clears throat> but what God has directed me and told me, that malpractice insurance okay. and those ethics binds his word. Oh, shaka nyerokosika ha! Oh my God! Wow. Okay, now you gotta hit, you gotta go on that one. Mm, go, you gotta go into that one. Because mm. when you when you're instructing and directing what you cannot do, and you will be held liable and accountable for transferring things or feelings and thoughts that have not or that are not conducive to the profession, we are not going to be held liable for what you do. We will allow you to be held accountable or to take the fall before we allow the profession to go down and smoke. Mm. But we're willing to lose one or two, but we're not willing to allow this on our <clears throat> this unorthodox profession to fall. Mm. You don't mess my head so much I can't even wrap my head around that. No, because it's too profitable. It's too profitable. You mm. know, it's, it's just like, and, and Erica, I hear everything, because I was trained the same way, that's why I never got licensed. Not the exact same reasons, but very similar reasons why I never got my license. So I have the, you know, the education. I have the masters. I have the, I got all that. But like you, I never got, li- I never went to get my license. You know, because it's, it's, you know, it's probably the same reason why I would never, why I couldn't be a medical doctor, because there's, I know the deal, and I couldn't, in my own spirit, do some of the things that they would probably want me to do, or say. So I understand exactly what you're saying. You got it. They want you to keep people sick. They want you, the, yeah. the the down and dirty of it. They don't yep. want people to be healed because it's too profitable for them to be ill, for them to not be well. Right. That's the truth. And do you look at all of those kids, the people that's been on that Ritalin and ADHD medicine? And that's and that's I promise you, <clears throat> as lucrative as that is. That doesn't even scratch the surface. Mm. When you're talking about personality disorders, when you're talking mm. about psychosis, yeah, 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 yeah. That Ritalin and ADHD medication does not even scratch the surface. To some of the stuff that's out there, baby. Baby, let me tell, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. I, when I worked at that house, when I was in California and I lived there, and I supervised at home for those emotionally disturbed boys. And I saw eight-year-olds on four different mm-hmm. types of psychotropic drugs simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. remember saying, who in the hell, excuse me, who in the heck mm-hmm. did this to these? Because they ain't going to never be right because that stuff destroys them physically. Not, it, it, it destroys their bodies, their brains. Yeah. And I, we ain't talking about one. We're talking about multiple, multiple drugs. With those side effects, Jesus. Jesus. And you're talking Jesus. about the body physically dying 
but it's feeding that evil spirit. Right. So you're talking about the the spirit being strengthened and energized Mm. by these meds. So the spirit, that evil spirit is taking over that vessel. Right. And I promise you, Lord knows, if I could scream right now, I would. But if you, oh, God, if you can just really see how this spirit is working, it is like mm. none other than you've ever seen. Mm. It's like yes. none other. Serious I can't, I can't even I can't even describe it. I don't even think there is enough words in the vocabulary right. to describe the extent of damage yeah. that it does. And the mm-hmm. light that it gives to that evil spirit. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. If, but if yeah. I become light, I have to sit there and I actually have to, according to the ethics, I have to allow this spirit to live. And I cannot tell the spirit that it's damned to hell. I cannot tell this spirit where it will not reign because it's considered unethical. It's considered transference of my feelings and emotions. So I have to feed a spirit that I don't agree with or agree with. So pretty much I have to I have to agree not to agree. But I can listen to you tell me what the spirit is doing to you. Even if your even if the spirit rears its head and say and claim who it is and tell me what it's gonna do. But I can't protect myself as a counselor to tell you that you have no place here. That's considered ethical. That is so true, Erica, because in that, you have to expose yourself to all types of spirits, man. You got to expose yourself right. to that stuff. You I can't you send that spirit to the pits of hell. I can't pray in your presence that this mm-hmm. spirit cannot, you know, have no control over me. You see, that's me transferring my feelings to you. Right. That's a lie. That's what that is. No. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing about, because it's science, that's the thing about science. This is direct opposition right. to your belief system. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? The whole, the whole, um, the whole prospect of mm-hmm. science mm-hmm. and there having to be a certain type of proof and a certain type of evidence and so forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't and you can even say you could even say getting people used to the image of getting comfortable in the illusion. Mm. 
I went to a funeral service for uh, a family slash friend on Saturday. And I had my natural hair showing. Everybody else was walking around there with wigs and lace fronts, and that's their choice. But one person came up to me and they said, your gray is showing. I said, okay. I said, and so is yours. And they was like, no, but see, I shaved mine off. I said, but, you know, if you let your hair grow out, it's still going to be gray. You still got gray on your chin. And so they was like, yeah, but I said, but, you know, I said about 80% of the women around here is walking around with wigs on their head. So you don't know how much gray they got. But in the meantime, what does that have to do with their with their inner self? And saying at least I'm walking around and I'm just displaying for what God gave me. I'm not hiding behind anything. And we got people who's taking medications and the doctor's looking at how much money they're making off of it, but they're not looking at what it's doing to the what it's doing to their patients. That's awful. And then knowing that if they can just pray and say a word in order for them to get their mind back on the right track. Now, that's uplifting somebody. But in the meantime, they don't talk to doctors not making their money. And yeah, they don't, know. they don't know that. A lot of times they don't know that. That's the thing. That's what Eric is always talking about, knowledge. They don't know that because they're not. They're not. A lot of doctors um, have begun to switch over to like. That's why they do like holistic medicine and stuff like that. Because when you have that awakening in your spirit and it's true and real, you can't keep doing that. And that's why you have like. Christian counselors as opposed to traditional counselors and you know stuff like that because everybody everybody is not of the spirit and everybody hasn't had that awakening. True. Man, we just took over your little. Sorry. No, ain't no problem. This ain't my thing. This God thing. I let that's mm-mm. however God had us to flow. That's my responsibility to try to make sure the Holy Spirit flow. But other than that, you know, this ain't my. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you don't even want to take that responsibility. Oh, oh no. Mm-mm. Oh no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Well, Sam, you know, it's funny that you're talking about this because last night in Bible study, we had to concentrate and work on believing the Holy Spirit and quenching the Holy Spirit. You had to concentrate and work on what? Quenching the Holy Spirit. Oh, quench the Holy Spirit and also uh, 
Breathe the Holy Spirit. Mm. And it's basically back to us dying to ourselves, getting ourselves out the way. Being totally openly available, not to say things just because you think that's what the other person wants to do. Okay. Um, so we've covered to with believe, we've covered with forgive, we've covered bear with. The next one is to endure. And it's funny because I was crying about that all morning. Things that come and because you know what, it's easy to give up, or it's, I'm gonna say it's easier to give up. You know because actually to endure is gonna make you tie into faith because you believe in that you're gonna accomplish something that this is gonna be better than that. But to endure means you're gonna. I'm making a choice to deal with this pain. I'm making a choice to deal with the situation. And and evidently endure is going to cost you something and it's not nice because if you're having a good time, there's no endurance there. If you're, if you're having a good time at an amusement park, you're not enduring that. You're enjoying it. So to endure means that there's a weight, there's a heaviness, there's a burden that you're making a conscious choice that I'm going to carry this weight, I'm going to carry this burden, even though it's it's it's, it's slowing me down, but I'm making a choice that I'm going to endure and press my way to the end. And the only way I can get to the end, I got to go back to that faith aspect. Again, all these are anti-natural because now it's taxing my flesh. Because we say all these things are anti, anti-flesh. All the principles we talked about in 1 Corinthians and love principles are anti-flesh. So to endure means i got to tap into another source outside of my flesh and bypass my flesh. Now, see, that's a whole other one. Now, you know, because you, you get to bypassing your flesh. And you know what? It's interesting because me and Erica had these conversations. It's interesting when you get to a level of bypassing your flesh, hurting your flesh, but you need your flesh to do it. Now, I say that in the sense of, because me and I had these conversations about, you know, like I talk about me and my vitamins, she's going to show somebody who, who's going through a lot of stuff, but they're not eating right, they're not doing the right things, and they're at a point now they're so tired and worn down you know, that they can help it well. You need your vessel. Now, trust and believe, I'm not 100%, oh, I do everything right, I eat right. No, I ain't, no. But I need my vessel to do this. So I have, I'm at a point in my walk where I have pushed my vessel way past its limitations. I know that. But, and see, this ain't for everybody. All right? Now, I got to tell you, it's because some people are there, some people are going there. If you ain't there, just do me a favor, shut your mouth, I don't even want to hear it. I, I, that's about the nicest I can say, and yeah, that's fleshly, because you can't conceive what the hell I'm talking about. I'm saying this to those who are on that path, 
who are wondering why they're beginning to experience some things. They don't know, but they want to quit, and their vessel is to a point where your vessel is worn out. But see, now, if you are in proper alignment, spirit, soul, and body, God is giving you a task. Now, you're trying to perform that task, but your vessel said, I can't because it's burnt out. So now you feed your vessel this getting back to what I talk about, my vitamins, my juice, all this stuff is, is a necessity to me at this point in my journey to give my vessel what it needs so it can perform its basic function, but then I'm always tapping into the Holy Spirit to give my vessel even more so what it needs. So I'm saying that to those who are going to this level of walking. This ain't for everybody. And if you ain't experiencing and wonder what's going wrong, or you wonder how can I go on when I'm bone dead tired, that's what he's talking about endure. That's when he's talking about going to the next level. But, see, that's something only you and the Holy Spirit can work out. And my regimen ain't going to be your regimen. That's you and your mentor. But in order to go to another level, certain levels in God, you're going to put your body through some taxing things, and it's not nice. It's not nice. And you're going to put your – oops, Sorry. Go ahead. You say, yeah, I'm Grumpy Stilson. Go ahead. No, it's cool, Grumpy. It's all good. You do you. Um, no, it's. I was going to say that you, you not only put your body through some taxing things, but you put your, your psyche and your spirit yeah. oh, your, your very oh, sanity through no, you taxing things, too. I mean, all of that. You put yeah, you right. because you know, right. I say all the time, like, Physically, I'm like, oh, you know, because remember, um, Sam, you and I were talking, and I said, oh, my God, I came home. I, I just, I fell out. I don't take naps. Like, I'm not the sleepy girl. I don't take naps, and I don't, not that there's anything wrong with that if you do it, but my lifestyle doesn't dictate that I can just come home and take a damn nap when I feel like it or anything. And it's not been like that, and I don't think ever. But the thing of it is, is, like, I didn't feel physically tired, like, you know, I don't drive, I don't live in a city anymore, so I don't have to commute long distances to work. I don't do what Sam does. I don't put in floors and cabinets and carry heavy stuff. And, you know, I don't do like that. But what I do is mentally exhausting. It is mentally, you know, just just with the teaching alone, like I got, woo, with the academic piece, I got 12 different grade levels. I have to plan for that. Most teachers you got one grade, and you got three different levels that you're playing for, and that's just what you do. I got all, I got K through, and I got a, ju, a K through eighth and a junior in high school, and they're all over the place in their ability levels. That's hours and hours, of, and I got to constantly think of, I got to constantly assess, constantly figure out what it but So that's like 30, 36 different grades. It's crazy, but that's nothing because I can do that with my eyes closed. But now I got people who whose lives are so chaotic and crazy that the kids bring that to the school. I got them bringing them spirits you were talking about, Erica and Sam, them spirits. I got them spirits in my house now. Come on, Jesus, because I got the school at my house, and I got them spirits in my house that I got to war with every day. Then I got the parents, you know, who. then I got folks who can't pay, can't do this, can't do that, so now my whole, am I going to be able to pay my, that's what I'm talking about. The, the mental, the mental, and why, you know, 
I come home and I done fell out at 7 o'clock and I'm sleeping clear through 10 o'clock the next day and I can't get up. You know, that mental taxing is, is, not, is not to take anything away from the physical stuff, not at all, but that mental ain't no joke because you can't, get no, you can't feed that vitamin. You know, you can't go jog that out. You can't lift weights that out. That mental and that spiritual and that psychological stuff is no joke, and that's what does you in. And that's where you got to make sure that you fortify that as well, that you take those vitamins for that as well. You know, the quote vitamins, your spiritual vitamins, make sure. That's it, because it got to the point, y'all, well, I stopped talking to people. I stopped talking. And when people would say something to me, you know what I answered it with? A Bible verse, because I had nothing else to say. Y'all not going to kill me. So I just answered everything with a Bible verse. I went through that Bible, and I found a verse for every situation and wrote it down and kept it on my nightstand. And when people would text me with foolishness or say something crazy or when I would want to go back to my mouthy self with the, my tongue that can rip somebody to shreds and leave them bleeding and hanging on the floor, I don't want that on my conscience. I just answered with a Bible verse. But you got to... Nope. You gotta feed. You know, you gotta you you gotta recognize that and have a have a strategy ready for that. Just like you know what you how you would take care of yourself physically, you gotta have your strategy ready spiritually and mentally too, because that's what it do you in. You know, um, Lisa, listening to you, I think part of the problem that that people make when they uh, try to compare the mental exhaustion to the physical exhaustion and and try and equate them or which one is worse or whatever. But the thing is, regardless of whether it's mental or physical, they're both, they both take energy from your body. And that's why whether your job is more mental or whether it's more physical, when you overdo it, your body will shut down on you. That's because so it's, take, it's, take, it's taking your energy. You know, I mean, all, all of that thinking and, and, and you're still stressing yourself out. You know, mm. that that takes a toll on your body. Just because you're yeah. not missing anything do, doesn't matter. You're still exerting energy. It's just in a different in a different format. You know what, Pam, that is so true. And I never, I did not real, my mother would try to tell me that, but I just didn't get it until I noticed, man, you know, I don't, I don't drive, but I will pass and get sick, get the shakes, all that that stuff. And I didn't know you're right, and I, I learned that the hard way. You are so right. Which is why I say that you, you know, I think that everyone will probably agree that you have to have a strategy for when you attack on, on all those fronts. And then you have to build yourself up and fortify yourself, you know, in, in, in all of those areas. Because, you know, we all know, like, okay, is, you know, is, are my attacks or is, is the, uh, um, the pressure that I get or is the exhaustion coming? You know, like if you have a more physical job or a more mental job, whatever the case may be, you know, I think that we have to fortify ourselves, you know, know ourselves and our situations enough to know how, how we should go about doing that for ourselves personally. And pay attention to the signs that your body gives you. Because you don't just wake up one day 
like, okay, I can't get out of bed. You were getting those signs beforehand. You were just choosing to either you didn't recognize them or you were choosing to ignore them. I'm going to say it as three words. Think no wrong. <laughs> I See, they play too much. They play entirely too much. <laughs> really? R- really? <laughs> Think no wrong. Really? <laughs> well, a- to do it, you're gonna tell me not to think it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh uh-uh. uh, can't do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I might be, I might be burned up. I might be burned up. Woo! Oh, Lord. Wow. Mm. Wow. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. I'll just keep reading. Yeah, we won't even touch on that one. <sighs> oh, oh, wait a you minute. You put it out there, how you going to skip it? Huh? I'm just... You put it out there, how you going to skip it? Okay, you go ahead and comment. I ain't got no comments. Go ahead and comment. Is that all there is? It just says do no wrong and that's it? I mean, think no it wrong says, and that's it? There's no, no it commentary? Says, yeah, think no wrong. It doesn't say do no wrong. It says think no wrong. Yeah, there's no commentary. Yeah, I, I reread the whole thing in order. It says all of these descriptions of love in First Corinthians 13 are anti-natural feelings. To bear with is one. Believe is another. Forgive is another. Endure is another. Think no wrong. None of those come naturally. I would, right. I would kind of have to agree with that. Yeah. So that I, I have no commentary for think no wrong. <laughs> I, it is kind of self-descriptive. Yeah, I, I'm not opening now. If Pam wants to go ahead and open that door and walk down that street, you go right ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought that you weren't reading something. I, w- I was, yeah. No, no. What I did is I stopped at each particular one, and we just talked about it. Okay. So all of all of what you heard was just con- to bear with. We talked about that one to believe. So uh, yeah, I just talked each brought one, and I just stopped and we talked about. It. I ain't talking about thinking no wrong. Oh, okay. I thought there was commentary underneath the ones that you read. So that was just we were the commentary. Mhm. 
Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to touch that. I'm going to go, no, I don't need to touch that one. <laughs> you okay? Because you kind of, you know, you stumbling. <laughs> yeah, because I just, listen here, y'all. I just, I'm still trying to grapple a hold of, don't say crazy, you know, don't, don't tongue lash. Now, you, we got to take this thing one step at a time now. I, I, I ain't got nothing to say about it. Don't think no wrong, Jesus. Mhm. We gotta, we gotta take this. Uh, uh, we gotta eat this elephant one bite at a time. Okay, carry on, Sam. Okay. Yeah, like it's gonna get any better. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Somebody want to read this for me? So, why do we defy a natural sex drive as God ordained? Say that again. (laughs) Say what? Wait a minute, what? Apostasy, A P O S 
T A S A Y. I never heard of that word before. Uh, okay. Apostasy is the abandonment or renunciation of a religious or political belief. I had to find out what DFI was. I'm like, what is DFI? Well, okay, what's that? Definition of DFI, too, while you're at it. Mm-hmm. And DFI means, one moment, Girl, quick. DFI means to worship or regard or treat as a god. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how we right. treat sex? Some people do. Uh, Some people okay, do. I'm going on mute. I ain't got nothing to say no more for the rest of the day. So wait, wait. Let me reread it again after we I was about to say, reread that question now that we understand the, the, the word again. So give us the definition of deify one more time. To worship, make into a god. Okay. So why do we worship or make into a, dry, a god a natural sex drive? A natural sex drive as God ordained. In other words, this is how I'm made, so it's my it's my duty to get the booty. <laughs> I came with you today. Get some acclimate now. Get some acclimate. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Why do we deify a natural sex drive as God ordained? It isn't. 
None of us heterosexual or homosexual is born with a monogamous sex drive. But that doesn't just justify fornication and adultery. Some apparently think that they are born with feelings toward pedophilia or even bestiality. If a sex drive is self-validating, as many assume, then we really begin to stray into apostasy. In other words, we really begin to stray into to way away from God's ordained rules and regulations. Okay. All right, I understand. Now, I didn't get it before. I got you. I got you. Okay. We understand a whole lot more now than we did. That ain't no lie. Mm. Yeah, because I can't, I, I can't go forward until I understand stuff. Like, you know, that's just how I am. But thank you, guys. Thank you all for taking the time, Felicia. Thank you, too, for taking the time to look that up because now I feel like I understand what's being said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Having said all of that, I do recognize that demons are on assignment to warp our sexual psyches when we are young so that we'll have inordinate and confused sex drives. Studies show that most porn stars and strip club dancers were sexually abused by a close male figure when they were young. That's also true for a high percentage of homosexuals. This is tragic but there's certainly no reason to validate sexual de- deviance. I mean, he said male, but, like, you know what? It, it, it ain't just males, it's females, as Lisa stated, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah, and it's, it's not just porn stars. It's pastors, it's preachers, and people. Oh, dog! Oh, let me don't tell you about something. And let me, let me tell you this, oh. and hear me good. Mm. My rape and my molestation, was ha- it happened in the church. Don't make me pull this car over. See, that really makes me mad when people say, you know, they always want, you know, porn stars and, you know, strippers and, uh, you know, all of this. And no, 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 Because people are people. People are people. And no matter what uh, title you attach to them, they're still people. So what happened to me happened when I was, and I'm going to be real honest, when I was outside the church, I mean, when I was in my younger days, and I was around, spent most of my time, people who didn't go to church and stuff like that. I was safer then than I was in the church. Every traumatizing thing that happened to me happened by church people with very high titles in the church. So we got we to gotta, we gotta release that, you know, attaching certain stigmas, stigmas to certain people and understand that, that people are people, man is man and flesh is flesh. And strip these titles and start looking at folks. Let me go back on you. I'm sorry because I might have just went backwards in Jesus. Let me, let me. I'm, I'm about to come back in like 30 seconds. I, I mean, but you know, she's ended it correctly. And people are people, and if nothing else, people in the church, and I say that specifically they're going to be more attacked than people outside of the church because how much more damage would it be for a pastor to be gay or for a preacher, someone who has a position, a title, because they're saying that person is supposed to be safe or that person is supposed to have their life together. Well, you know that person is a person too. And they got issues. Now, okay, good. look, 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 look. Now, let's get to this since we're talking about this now. 
how do they get to these positions and how do they get to these levels? Is this God ordained or is this something man's doing? Look, I tell you every every you don't really me, homie. doing what? I, I I I don't understand. I'm just, whatever. I'm not trying to say I'm out there doing everything in the mama, but I'm not trying to say my life is 100 percent pure. And, and I don't look. Hey, I, but I can say I know. For one, people got issues, like she said. Two, we need to get an understanding of what's really going on. And three, if we got people. Again, don't understand that they got a demon in the, on that. On the, I'm sorry, they got a demon on their ass. That's the best way they can say it. And they trying to outthink and outwick and go to go get. I, I gotta take a pill. That ain't gonna do nothing for you. People don't understand what's really going on. That's why they're plagued. That's mm-hmm. why the church has, is, is walking around weak and beat the hell up because they don't have a truthful understanding of what's really going on in their life. I'm not trying to say you no know, everything is a deliverance, but that we get with spirit, soul, and body. And if we don't get that, and God needs to make us whole and begin to come to reality instead of trying to self-medicate, then we're gonna walk around and beat the hell up. And the Satan is laughing, and the world is laughing. Mm-hmm. And he's laughing at the church more than anything else because we're not strong. Because church people. Come on. Church, we're not as strong as we need to be, and so we are allowing. Oh, so we got, you know, and I'm not a gay basher or nothing like that. But when it says in the Bible, don't do it. But we got gay pastors and gay people in the choir because we want we we want to bring people in and we want a good choir. So what is he supposed to do but laugh? Because he's saying, you all are trying to bring, you talking about pulling down mountains and you fighting against all these powers and all of this stuff, but you, you in the church are are publicly, publicly moving out of alignment and are doing things that directly contradict what's in this word that you say you're supposed to be following. So how are you going to bring somebody in? How? Mm. What you going to do? What mm. you going to do? You're two-faced. Somebody told me the church is two-faced, like a bad friend. What does it say? Like a penny. Um, what What is it about a penny? It got two-faced. No, it said a, a bad friend is like a penny. It's two-faced and worthless. And somebody told me that's what the church is. They said I was doing better before I started going in the church. I was doing better out in the world because the least in the world, they real about their stuff. And they don't say that they one thing and they not. But when you go in the church, they say it's one thing, and then it's something else. I'm just trying to tell y'all that. So we gotta we we gotta get it together. Nobody's gonna be perfect, but I mean, hey. But, but you know what, too, and what's coming to me too is that. As far as cleaning up, God is starting with his church first. As far as when he said, because his, his church is not going to have a spot or wrinkle. So God is starting with his church first before he's going to come to the world. So that's some of the things while we see things going on in the body of Christ and, and people getting called out and caught up and stuff like that because he's got to get this stuff straightened out in his body. Because we can't, like you said, we can't take over a mountain. All that's lip service. Uh, that's like that's like a little baby trying to walk up to Arnold Schwarzenegger and I'm gonna beat you up, really. 
You know, honest one. I mean, you know, uh, uh, it's not gonna happen. So he has to clean his body up in order for his body to be able to be possible to do the things that his word says. And bottom line, if we don't choose to make choices to do it, he gonna love us to heaven, but he gonna get somebody else. Everybody ain't got quiet now. I'm gonna keep reading. I got about a paragraph to do. God will begin to release a new level of power for healing and restoration through and into his people at depths few have been able to experience. I am very aware <clears throat> that many, if not most, with homosexual feelings, oof, wow, have cried and pleaded with God to no longer have these feelings. Mm. Mm. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. This is... Mm. Oh, Father God. And I got to read that again. I am very aware that many, if not most, with homosexual feelings, have cried and pleaded with God to no longer have these feelings. The powerlessness of the church has been complicit in this overall problem. And the spirit of Elijah will bring that power back. Homosexuals will come back to the church in mass and submit to special prayers for restoration when the word gets out that total sexual healing is readily available in God's house. Many feel hopeless about their sex drive because nothing they have experienced so far has dimmed the deviancy. The combination of embracing his standards, whether we feel them or not, come on now, shout out, and that's in all areas. That's why we got to get past our emotions. That's why we got to, what does the word say when I don't feel like it's so? What does the word say? Build your foundation on the word. I don't care how you feel, what it looks, and, and that's, the, that's the problem. That's the hurt. That's the struggle. It's not about what we feel, but it's about what the word says. Ooh, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh. Many feel hopeless about their sex drive because nothing they have experienced so far has dimmed their deviancy. The combination of embracing their standards, whether we feel them or not, and the new power of God coming to his church will provide true and undeniable deliverance for hundreds of thousands of homosexuals. This will be among the primary evidence that the Elijah revolution is upon us in full measure. It's interesting that the homosexual activist agenda is about acceptance. Mm. They band together and find cities of acceptance. Their legal and political maneuverings aim to let them finally function under some level of social acceptance. The internal rejection is, ooh, wow. The internal rejection is so profound that they must attempt extreme natural measures to make that rejection bearable. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my God. 
Oh, my God. I got to read this until y'all get what he just said. The internal rejection is so profound that they must attempt extreme natural measures to make that rejection bearable. What he's saying is all this stuff that they're doing trying to make their life better than others because what's really going on is so deep and down is embedded inside of them. They're trying to make their own life bearable. That is just so wild. Hmm. Their internal rejection is so profound that they must attempt extreme natural measures to make that rejection bearable. Though the gay agenda is wrong and very damaging, it's very understandable. It's also a reminder to us as a church that we have done very little to bring heaven's answers to a significant hurting segment of society. We are going to have to learn how to bring God's love and power to gay communities while still warning them of the profound judgments of God that will come their way if they should continue to embrace their sins. To stay locked in homosexuality is to remain in worship of Baal, and it is specifically Baal who is about to suffer profound repercussions brought on by the Lodge Revolution. Wow. I'm done. I'm, I'm so done. I ain't got nothing else to say. Wow. Well, that's our lesson for today. Anybody else got anything? All righty then. It's twelve forty. Well, anybody got anything going once? Anybody got anything going twice? I think everybody's trying to put a bag out and clean. Right, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, this, yeah. This been one today. Well, this been another one today. Let me say it like that. Yeah. Well, I'm about to change phones, so when I get back on, we can do our prayer. Prayer. I'm um, watching Jiggums. Well, until he comes back, how's everybody doing? Well, good. How you doing, Morgan? I'm good. 
Hello? Yes. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Felicia. What happened? What do you mean what happened? Did I just chime in? I'm sorry, I cut you off talking. I'm sure we all need it after that. The what? 
I'm sure we all need it after this, after that reading. <laughs> right, so who's going to do them? We need an altar after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Who wants to go first? Me. Hmm? Me. Ah, sleepy as woke. I'm not asleep. Ah, okay. Well, I'll play it for you. You want me to play it for you or somebody else? Whatever's on your heart. Ah, and that's special. Ah, okay, I'll talk to y'all later. I'll get up on my. Oh, I didn't get no that. Yeah, I didn't think that was funny, huh? Mm, okay. In general, I don't think you're funny at all. Mm, mm-hmm. Especially since we know you're serious. Mm. <laughs> anyway, let me pray for y'all. All right, should I go say shit? I'm crying. Need to go stop. I need to go under the gun. 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 I'm proud to go say, Father God. Hmm. Hmm. It's like you're getting introduced to yourself at a whole other level. You know, and that's the thing. When we go to another level, we find that it requires more. I mean, just like you're going to college and you're finding that you got to change your study habits and the way that you do things, it's the same thing when we go to another level. That same amount of whatever we were doing no longer works. And we have, what are you doing? Where are you going, fool? Really? Really? Sound like Felicia. Anyway. It's no wrong. I, I'm well. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay. Anyway. So, Holy Spirit, help her to get to that next level that you're calling her to. See, this is a difference. It's a difference if we're desiring to go there, oh, I want to do this. But when God is calling you to the next level and saying it's time, then that's a whole other thing. So that's what it is. It's time for you to come up to this next level. It's time for you to begin to See who you are at this next level. It's time for you to begin to experience and expand and walk in more of who you are according to how God has called you to be and ordained you to be. It's time for all that. So let the Holy Spirit expand you now. The key is let it happen in the way, in the manner that God is calling it to be, not in the way that you think. And if you walk in accordance with the way that he is calling you to move, it will be a flow to it. Everything will happen the way God is ordained for it to happen. So pull not back, move, trust, and believe, and let God finish the processes that are necessary so you can get to the next level. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, I got to make a call and I'll be back.
Alright, I'm back. Okay. Hello? Yep. Yes, oh. Alright, so who's next? You can pray for me next. Alright. And the fam. You said what? I said, and the fam. Oh, well, yeah, let me do your fam first. Especially with the Jeffy Side Nation. Oh, I just was supposed to say that. Mm-hmm. And look, at this point in time, if you got any more blood in you, it's just, you know, don't worry about it. It's just all draining out. Yeah, basically. Sure. But again, but again, I wasn't walking by myself today either. <laughs> you said again, what? What, or rather, I wasn't limping by myself today either. Oh. <laughs> this is very, very true on that one, for real. Matter of fact, we couldn't even take the short bus. We had to take the long bus. <laughs> take the scenic route. <laughs> We're going to make this painstakingly slow. Okay, we we needed some extra seats. <laughs> sure. All right, let me pray for your family. You're under the consider to go around to go start around to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say yes, Father God. Oh, around to go start around to go start God. Yes, Holy Spirit. Rumble go see the car around to go say yes, Father God. Yes, to go start God. Ha ha ha. You know, hey, Pam, um, when I get done, can you go and open that front door? Oh, Jesus. Y'all really need to. Don't y'all know it's raining out, snowing out here? Because I just thought about all that water's in the back. He's in the front. What do you mean? Uh, I said, when I get done praying for you, can you come open the front door? Because all that water's in the back. You know, and I, and, um, you know what I'm saying? I need to get to the front. Oh, That's okay. All right. Mm. I Holy Spirit, I'm praying for a family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot I got to do something special for you, Pam. Yeah, thank you for reminding me that, Lord. Oh, Father God. Mm. 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 Significant changes are going on in your family. Mm. Oh, see, okay. Mm. Oh, mm. all right. So this is the deal. Whew. As you said, you know, you being the matriarch now, well, your mother was the matriarch then. And she was sowing a whole lot of thorns, a whole lot of stuff, but she was only doing what she knew how to do, looking at it from a spiritual basis. She was doing what she felt needed to do in love but she didn't know that she was sowing discord and all the other stuff, again, because she was only operating from what she knew. And, again, looking at it from a spiritual basis, the devil was working through her in a mighty way. Now, if you assume, and I'm saying assume, that means if you make a decision because you really haven't officially 
done that. You might have said it, but not in the manner that I'm about to explain it to you. If you are going to be assume this position of being truly the matriarch, truly the guardian, truly the person that God is saying you're going to be the gatekeeper of this family, you're going to have to take on this battle in a whole other form and fashion. And that's a choice that you have to make. And in all honesty, you're not going to be able to make that choice today, which is scary because, see, now this is what's going to happen. You're going to get in your head, and then the stuff that you're familiar with is going to pull you back away from it. You're going to walk in those things that you do, procrastination and stuff, and so you're going to try not to make a decision or I'm going to delay it because, see, I'm talking about a spiritual decision here. I'm not talking about lip service. I'm breaking the the difference from lip service. But this is the thing. Your family needs you because ain't nobody else able to do it. This chaos that you see, if left unguarded, is going to magnify and get worse because nobody is there to check it. Those seeds have been sown. They're walking in it. And it hasn't even really fully bloomed yet. Because even in your mom's position, there was still some type of checking to a certain degree because your mom loved you all. But now if you choose not to cover your family, they will not be covered. They will be left to themselves. And if you truly love them with the God kind of love, they need you. The very ones that are cussing, hurting, and all that other stuff need you. And they may may not even recognize. The Holy Spirit continue to cover that family, continue to keep them, preserve them, love them. Okay, they might be in the hallway already. And whatever's needed so that they can truly break this bondage that they've been attached with, Lord. Father God, continue just to show them that you are God. While you help them draw closer to you so they can walk in their own calling. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. You hear how she said that? She said, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh, teasing you, Oh, yeah. She's like, happy, happy, joy, joy. Like, if she could speak in tongues, she would do like I do. Yeah, Shadakandra, Shadakarandaka. Well, I, let me rephrase what I said. Was that a combination for me and them? You said what? I said, was that a combination for me and them? A combination for them? No, I ain't got your prayer yet. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to do your prayer in a minute because i got to make sure they all set up. So I'm going to be off for a minute. So, Felicia, you can take your prayer request for me, but i got a special prayer I need to do for you when I get back. I'm sorry. What just happened? Hmm? I said, Felicia, you can take over prayer requests because i got to get my guys to make sure they're situated, and then i got a special prayer for Pam when I get back home. Oh, 
Now you want prayer. <laughs> My daughter wants prayer, y'all. Um, Hi, Makia. Boys, it's a time. Hi, girl. I miss you. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I miss you. I'll be back in May. Did you hear what she said? Well, if she didn't hear you say it again. I miss you too. I'll be back in May. May. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, all right. So praying for Bakia. Because the Lord has telling me to be still, but I have no idea what for. I'm trying to hold on to His word. Um, a little hard, but I'm doing so. So. Okay. All right, Lord, so we thank you for uh, we thank you for the life of each and every young woman for the youth of oh God. They are the the next generation of Joshua's and so we're praying for Makia and Morgan, but we're praying for Makia and we're praying for her continued strength and standing and waiting and holding still and holding fast to what the Lord has provided for her to do so that she can be in his will and not in her own and be able to step accordingly in her strengths and in her gifts to be used by him as he sees fit. Lord, just continue to keep a hedge of protection around all our youth, oh God, using these young ladies as touchstones. Keep a hedge of protection around all of those who are yours. Hold them up, oh God. Strengthen them, spirit, soul, and body. So as they go to school and work and go about their their um you know, day-to-day lives, that they continue to listen to your voice and not let the communication of teachers and peers and what's on the radio, what's on the video, um, what's in social media, divert them and cause them to be discouraged or taken off track. Cover their eyes, cover their ears, Cover their minds under the blood of Yeshua for their good, but for your glory. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Okay. Are there any other requests for prayer? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Renee. Renee. Renee, Renee, Renee. Uh, oh, okay. Yes, you. 
Very interesting. But the thing is, I mean, we've done it different times on the line, actually different people with different things, but he wanted me specifically for you today. Kind of like an exchange process. Whereas, you know, see, we be in the body, and we all have different giftings and qualities and things of that nature. But when the Holy Spirit wishes and chooses, we can exchange or give to one another what is needed to help equip them for the next leg of their journey. Okay. You follow me? I'm just trying to make sure you're still on with me now. Yeah, I'm still on. So what he wants me to do is for me, and if anyone else chooses to, and if you say yes, is to have a portion of me to be placed inside of you. To have a, to have a portion of you placed inside of me? Mm-hmm. You know, with our topic today, that's dangerous, isn't it? Well, I'm just telling you what the man told me. That's all I can do. Okay. Well, we know he always got the plan worked out. So it boils down to whether or not you will say yes or not. That's basically what it boils down to. Okay. Well, I say yes. And I'm going to ask, is there anybody else who feels in their heart that there's some part of them that they want to give to Pam as well? Anybody want to step up going once? Anybody want to step up going twice? Anybody want to step up going three times? Okay. Not a problem. So, here we go. You ready? I don't know. That's about the best answer you can say. Holy Spirit, this is your request. Yes, Father God. Ah, yes. Father God, put your hand on your head, Pam. Yes, anoint this woman of God with your spirit, with your presence. As the presence and the power of God begins to enter her whole spirit, soul, and body, Father. Now, Lord, move in the capacity and the way that you desire to move. Your 
Now, when I say breathe in, I want you to breathe in. When I say exhale, I want you to exhale. Breathe in. I need a guy let it stir around in you. Let it stir around in you. Now exhale. Mm-hmm. Just stirring some stuff up. Just stirring some stuff up. Loosen some stuff up. Mm-hmm. Give it a few seconds. Okay. All right. Let's get ready for number two. When I say breathe in, I want you to breathe in. Get ready. Breathe in. See, light is entering in. You know, some things have been sitting there just just sedentary. Going, oh, no, 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 no. Things are, you're going to experience some stuff. That's all I can say. You're going you're to experience some stuff. You just need to hold on. You need to hold on. You need to let God do what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Trust him. Trust him right now. You got one more time. Trust him right now. Hold on. Do not back off. Trust him. Whatever you're going and experiencing through right now, just let it happen. Let it happen. There. Let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. There you go. Last time. You ready? Shadakasa. Um, when you hit one, you're going to breathe in. Three. Two. Shadakasa. One. That's it right there. Settle, 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 settle down, 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 down. There you go. Now, mm. you can breathe out whenever you need to. We're going to let this marinate for a minute. going to let this marinate for a minute. Then, Felicia, I want you to pray for. Mm-hmm. Let it marinate. Let it marinate. Let it marinate. Yeah, there it is. Mm. How you feeling, pal? Mm-hmm. I feel fine. I feel no difference. Beautiful. Oh, this really is. Thank you for doing that. Not a problem. Wow. I don't really know what you're doing, but no, okay. Something going to hit me like out the blue. Hmm? I said, is something going to hit me out the blue? No, of course not. Like I'm going to be walking down the street and then stumble and fall. No, never. Never watched it. Hmm. I mean, things are, things are exactly how they were before, right? 
Yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay, so you should pray for it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, most gracious Heavenly Father, we come right now and we cover that which has been instilled in Pam for her good. That we ask that you just steal it under your protection, steal it in the good ground of her heart, oh God, that you have already softened with your word through the past and the communication that you have begun in and with her in her life, oh Father. And Father, we know that her family is still in turmoil. Her family is still divided in emotions and in their thought process. And so, Lord, we just ask that you bring the spirit of reconciliation through their family right now, like the wind that blew the change into Pam, blow that same change into her and her siblings, oh God, so that they will be able to be the family that you want them to be. Help them reconcile their spirits, souls, and bodies to each other. It's going to be a process, but with Sam being the oldest, oh God, and the one that you have placed it in her hand to be the leading force behind it, show her what she needs to say. Show her what she needs to do. Let her example be made clear that she doesn't have to say anything specifically towards them, but in her prayers toward you. She's very specific in what she speaks, what she ordains to be so, what she prophesies for her family. And Lord, we just thank you in advance for the reconciliation of spirit, soul, and body in this family. And the day we will show you pray. Amen. 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 All righty. Who else wants prayer? I want prayer, please. Oh, okay. You still need me to come and open up the front door
Sam. <clears throat> Sam. Where are my pins? Somebody's going to hook my... Hello? Anyone there? Sam. Samuel. Can you hear me? Sarah said yeah. to tell you she wants prayer. What you say? Erica said she wants prayer. Oh, uh, she will want prayer. Oh, not I'm not in a, no, 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 I'm not in a position where I could do that. I just came uh-huh. on mute for a second. Uh-huh. Anyway, please, you ready? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. One of the guys. So, oh, really, God? Oh. Okay. So now, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. When you felt that stirring in your heart when I asked if anyone else wanted to pray for Pam, why did you choose not to move on it? Mm-hmm. These are the times where people really don't like me much. Because I was... Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the main reason that he said that, that's the level that he's talking to you now. So now yeah. you recognize, yeah, that was his voice, but you were caught up in yourself or whatever, and you chose not to move. God says, no, daughter, that's me. That's my voice. At that level, you need to move in accordance with it. Now, remember I said before he's taking you to another level? Yeah. You don't, you don't have the luxury of putting stuff back and not stepping up and do That's gone. Okay. And it's going to be a matter of survival, your survival, your family survival, your household survival, that you move in accordance with this level that he's taking you to. Okay. So just, you just so no longer... No longer deny it. No longer dismiss it. Recognize. And if you need confirmation, again, because recognize all this is training. All of yeah. this is training. So if you need confirmation, God, he'll get that to you because really, he, he wants you there, so he wouldn't hold something back from him. But you felt that, and you did that. Nah, that ain't no longer allowed. Okay. Thank you. Is she the baby 
of the group. Did someone say my name? Pam? Yeah. You said Pam, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you? Shit for me? Yeah. The sister that is giving you the issues. Is she the baby of all of you guys? No, she's right up under me. Ah, okay. Okay. And yes, Sam, you irritate me. Um, but you're my, you're my, you know. I yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Um, there is a sense of why are you stepping in? Well, I've been the oldest all this time, even though you're the oldest. That's why there's so much anger coming from her. Because even though she's been the daughter, the the head daughter, whatever, but you stepped up and actually taken the action, she feels threatened by it because she's always considered herself to be the oldest because of the friction that was between you and your mom. And so now she doesn't understand why you're stepping up as she feels like her toes are being stepped on, even though she didn't step up the way you did in the time that everything kind of went crazy in these last several months or so. And she feels bad about it because, again, knowing the relationship that she witnessed between you and your mom, she was she's like, how dare you? And now I feel bad because I didn't do what you're doing and your relationship with mom was so rocky. So um, don't take it personal. And it's not even grief, it's jealousy. Because, and it's, it's um, that, that, that failure that she feels because she knows she could have did better, but did not. I don't know if it's because she couldn't or she chose not to, but everything that you did makes her feel bad about what she did not do. And so you just continue to pray on for her, continue to, you know, to 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 speak peace. Speak peace. You know, it's in peace even in spite of all the craziness she'll come at you with because she's looking to justify her anger towards you when it's really for herself. 
And actually, I, I got that. I didn't, um, I didn't chalk it up to jealousy. Um, I, I did give it to grief, um, but I did pick up on um, the fact that it, it is bothering her that um, that I am the oldest, and that and that the other siblings recognize it too. Um, and and it is almost like it's a a competition of sorts. I mean, she was closer to my mom than than um than I, and um I I can definitely see her with the the attitude of you know why do you get to be um, the head so to speak, and I think and and it didn't help any when um, I turned out to be the beneficiary on one of the um on one of the insurance policies. And I think that's I think that's what pushed her over the edge, so to speak. Um, right. Yeah. And so now she's having to defer to me in that regard, and it's really um, it's really causing some problems. And I see I see traits of of my mom coming out in her in regard to. Um, you know, causing strife in the in the in the ranks in 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 um in regard to me. Yeah. So going back to <laughs> what Sam had originally originally stated, I said. Mm. <laughs> Um, my prayer for reconciliation is a hard road to go down, but it is needful at this juncture because you guys only have each other and you don't want to let this fester and go on because it's those those small digs that it, that can cause infections more so than a big wound. A big wound can heal because you see it, but then you know the small digs in the back, a small cut in your foot, those things that you kind of be like, oh, it's just a small cut, and then those are the ones that can get infected. And just spread if you're not if you don't take care of it, and that's pretty much what I see. The little things that she does behind closed doors, make sure that you don't discount them, address them when they're done, so that she knows you know that it was a dig. And that when anyone, when any of your siblings bring it to light, that it's taken care of then, not shuttled around and saying, oh, it's going to blow over because you don't want it to become an infection that starts everything back up because so much ground has been covered in these last couple of weeks, even before your mom passed where you guys are starting to talk 
on some kind of level. Even the ones that weren't talking are having some kind of communication now. And you don't want her to be the one to cause everything to go back to where it was. So hold on to the fact that you are, even though, like Sam says, I'm not the lead, I'm a good follower. Follow the lead of the Holy Spirit and how to bring reconciliation between you two. If that means that you need to go and, you know, have her meet you at your mom's or, you know, or go get coffee or whatever, just give her a hug and let her know it's okay. Because that's what she that's what she missed. That's what she missed. She didn't get that she didn't get that last farewell that she was that she had created in her mind. Her farewell was not the way she had the way she had it in her mind and the way it went down were two totally different things. So you need to, unfortunately, big sister, you have to be the bigger one. You're going to really have to be the bigger one. And just love on her. Just love on her. And you might have to be the one to reach out in spite of, you know, and be the one to initiate a clear and non-threatening conversation for her to even get that you're not gonna you're not gonna let that spirit make you make you angry at her. So we'll just continue to love on her and keep her. Keep Pam and keep her sister. And we block any and all avenues that the enemy tries to come through to break up the family especially at this point when you are trying to bring them together. We apply the balm of Gilead upon their hearts, upon their spirits, upon their minds. That every tongue that the enemy tries to use to bring about uh, a doubt and confusion and division, let that tongue be muted. For their good and for your glory, and then we'll show you pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And uh, Sam, did you want me to pray for Erica? You got to pray for Erica. Well, you did you want to pay for Erica? Did you want me to pay for Erica? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to text Nate see if I can get him off. I'll do it, though. It doesn't matter. Oh, she said, well, I'm stepping up, so I'm going to keep stepping up. That's my girl. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got issues. And what? 
So, how about this? I do Erica's list, then you pray for Erica. How about that? Okay. All right. We'll do it that way. Okay, so Father God, um, first let me pray for the children on the list. Sharadakoran Jakir, Yadakosaraga Rish, Ebony, Shidakosaga, First Jayla Jan Akanisha Aiden, Shidakosaga, 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 and everybody that you want should be covered. Shidakosaga, 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 and let me get the adults, Lord. William and Donald Trump, Angie, and everybody else, Lord. Lord. And we get her entities, her business, she to go to her job, get her to go to the ground, her church, she run, 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 go see, did go, Pandra, she go see, she run, run, go see, she run, run, go see, Pandra, she go see, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, good. Okay. Um. So now we got everybody. We got that entities. So let's get the big three. Carlos, Russia to go say she to grind her to go say she to run her to go to the Kandaka. Power, 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 Father. Russia to go say she to go run her to go say. Power, 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 Father. Russia to go say she to go run her to go. Empower him here to increase him. She to run to the hair of God. She to and of course instruct him to run to the hair of Power, power, power. Amen. 
Okay, Lord. Oh. Well, we come right now to Erica. Um, you know what? Um, okay. Um, one of the things that stood out today, um, in the call was that you know exactly. Why? You just want to get licensed. You know exactly why you didn't want to get the assurance. So, do you know exactly why you're not ready to go into the ministry that God has called you for? Because you're 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 ready, woman of God. You are so ready. And um you had said you already have clients and everything. The thing is you don't need all the other stuff to be a consultant. A consultant is something totally different. So just, you know how to circumvent. That's basically in a nutshell. You know that there's a way around. There's always a work around. Um, And that is what God has been trying to show me and um, help me show my son and, you know, and a lot of the youth now. Now that you know the rules, now that you know the processes and the procedures, you know what the loopholes are. You know what you can and cannot do, and you know what lines you can and cannot cross, and um, you know what corners that can and cannot be cut. Continue to listen to the Holy Spirit, and he will lead you and guide you through the landmines of lies that the enemy will try to put before you to hinder you, to try to bring fear and confusion and doubt. But the Lord has already let you see what needs to be done and how it can be done. And you can use everything that you have learned and all that you know from him. Let your heart not be troubled because of the naysayers that try to tell you different, that try to get you to back up and, and rethink because they don't understand what God wants you to do. And they're not going to understand because it's outside the realm of even what they know. But you got it, woman of God. He has you. 
And Lord, just ask that you continue to keep her strengthened in her resolve to walk in the way that you want her to walk and go in the way that you want her to go. For her good and for your glory. And then we will show you bright. Amen. Amen. All right, who's next? I'm telling them that was all there. Who's next? Who wants prayer? Who's next? Who wants prayer? Okay. All right, who wants prayer going once? Who wants prayer going twice? Thought you were lucky. Not so much. Oh, man. You about bad as Erica. Yeah, I said it. Mhm. Anyway, you ready for prayer, dear? Hello. Hey, what's up, Nick? All right. You all right? Your voice sounds funny. You still sick? For me? Yeah. I'm going for surgery tomorrow. For oh, what your eye? Uh-huh. Oh, eyes oh next. the eye of my mouth, good Lord. Yeah, my eye is next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is <laughs> Okay, what is it happening now? No, oh, okay, that's about the best way you can say it, huh? Yeah. So we we'll have a big line all done next week. <laughs> oh. All right, well, yeah, I mean, if everybody's balanced, so I can understand. All right, well, let me pray. Rumble <clears throat> Cora, huh? Oh, is this for me? Or yeah, uh, I'm praying for Nate. I'm gonna pray for you. Oh, oh, okay, got you. No problem. Father God, ha 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 ha. Hmm. Oh yes, 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 Father. To the whole, we were talking earlier on the line about things that are anti-natural, things that 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 cause us to go against the grain. The principles in First Corinthians of love, where it talks about to forgive, to endure, to bear all, to even have walk in faith. Hmm. I know you know, man of God, but this is just again to stand firm. Everything that the enemy has attacked, 
put his hand on, God will restore that and then some. So you're not losing anything, but right now just stand in that promise of God. Again, that's a promise of God. Everything that he is putting his hand on to, God will give you back that and then some. So you're not losing, you're actually gaining. As the enemy is attacking you, you are actually gaining, growing stronger in the things and the understanding, the grace, mercy, and favor of God. The grace, mercy, and favor. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, yeah. And And it makes perfect sense. Because, see, what's happening, it seems the closer you get, the, the more the attack. And because the word of God is true, when the enemy releases you all, it's going to be like a slingshot, just like David. It's going to boomerang you. It's going to slingshot you into the position that God called you to walk with the anointing of a king over your life as you go forth to do that which God called you to do. So pull not back your head. Stand firm in the calling and the anointing and the gifting of God in your life. Walk in the understanding that his grace, his mercy, his favor is more than enough. Ha, I lose favor upon this man of God, upon his business venture. Shut it up, shut it up, Abundance of favor. Finances, prosperity. As God pours into his life. As God pours into his life. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God. Opening up those doorways. And I ask for the angels to stand guard so the enemy will not be able to close them, Lord. Standing guard over the doorways so that he can walk through the promised land. <laughs> Just as you protected Zachariah, you protected him on the journey when they went to go repair the wall. They had all the treasures, and they fasted and prayed, and you protected them when they walked through enemy territory, when they walked through the land where the robbers were robbing, but they were supernaturally protected. That's what I'm asking you to do for this man of God, for McNabb, and for all that you have called them to walk to, give them supernatural provision, supernatural protection, so they can go forth to do that which you called them to do, Lord. They're choosing and trusting the mandate. They're walking in the mandate that you placed over their life. So strengthen their bodies, heal their bodies, reach them home so they can go forth in the power of God, Lord. They will not back down because, Lord, you have not told them to. They will not pull back because, God, you have not told them to. They have been learning everything that they need to be learning so they can stand firm. So right now, Father, we unite behind them. We unite with them to say, we shall go marching in We just rolled our shit out. Now we speaking to the enemy on the top of that mountain. Your time is cut short. Your time is cut short. We're speaking to you right now. Holy Spirit, send your angels, your warring angels, to begin to just make war of the enemy at the top of the mouth. 
Because you are bringing us there to stand firm as you're bringing your kingdom. You know, we're speaking of the enemy, your time is short right now. In the name of Jesus, we say your time is short right now. In the name of Jesus, you're losing power, you're losing position, you're losing control. But God is increasing, and his word is increasing. And we will do that which you've called us to do. Holy Spirit, move in a unique fashion. Move in a unique fashion. As the word begins to permeate the atmosphere, shifting is taking place. God is called for a change and a transformation, and it must occur because your word must be fulfilled. Father God, go and touch, move, and Lord, whomever, whoever, those that you place in position to line up with this man of God to fulfill the vision, begin to move them, Lord, begin to strategically touch them, Father, so they can come in alignment so everything will go forth to to take over the land. We call Pranashadarakosaka right now, Father, in your holy name. Amen. 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 And amen. All right. Thank you, sir. Not a problem. All right. All right. Okay, though. All right, Miss New Legacy, you ready? Indeed. Indeed. Mm hmm. Didn't mess with me all morning. Uh huh. I got you. Got to catch my breath first, but I got you. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't breathe, touch. Jesus said, touch not my anointed. So I can't breathe. Oh, those five scriptures, you know, she threw them at me, didn't she? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, 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 yeah. okay. You, want, you want to play, huh? Okay. I want to get on purpose of school. You ready? Thanks. First of all, Father, it is not even that you're going to, you're already in the process of revealing to her why. Why did she start this school? Why do you have me doing the very thing that I didn't want to do? Why am I consistently fighting this fight? And it's a fight. Why can't I just give up and say, forget it? Oh, wow. Now, see, this is the thing. You're seeing the lives that are touched. You're seeing the families that are touched. But what he just told me, if you don't stand in the position to do what he's calling you to do. Just like I was talking about Pam standing together for her family, what he's giving you to stand for a community. Because you're touching their lives. You're touching their spirits. You're touching their souls. That's why you're getting into transformation. You're doing work that most schools can't do, and you're just getting started. People are seeking you out because they're sensing 
something beyond the natural, and they might not even be totally aware, but God's anointing is on you, and God's anointing is upon that school, that they're seeing something and knowing something, so they're seeking you because there's something going on. And it's not just, again, in the natural. This is in the spirit. That school, just like like Nate were watching it, that school is causing some earth-shattering things, some spiritual things. And, again, because you're one among many God has placed a mantle on to go forth for this arena. He's put you in that community. He's training you in that community. But you know it's beyond this community that he's calling you to. Oh, yeah, there we go again. Here we go again. It's beyond this community. This community is for a season. But it's beyond this community. So those those things that you talk about, the, the enemy takes your head into it, and you get, I don't want to be here, I don't like it here. Get over that. You won't be there, but you got to be there now. This is your training ground. Oh, see, now I'm going to tell you, you're not only your training ground, you're training others. You're training this community. You're touching and transforming us because there will be some that will stay in that community that will be forever affected by what you're doing in New Legacy. Legacy is the correct word because you're going to leave a legacy. When God says, child, it's time for you to go forth, New Legacy will move on because everything, everybody, even the people who will continue the vision that God has given you will be in position to move ahead. So you stay firm in what God has called you to do, even though, like you say, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know why. And you're frustrated and you're aggravated and the enemy is moving and, and trying to get you to stay in your head. God says, no, you stay in my word. Come on now. Come on now. What did you say? They had pissed you off so bad that you refused to talk, so you started sending Bible verses. <laughs> yeah, that's just that I got. You can't do nothing with that. How dare you hit me with a word of God? You, you, uh, I ain't going to say what he called you. He can't do nothing with that. What did you see Jesus do? But this is what the word says. But this is what the word says. That's what you're doing with Jesus, did. Well, the devil took, he came and he attacked him in the, 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 in and he hit him back with the word. That's what you're doing. That's what God's training you to do. And you're so frustrated because this ain't how you want to act or react. And then, and then, but God says, no, you continue to walk in me. You continue to let me grow you up. I put you there for reasons far beyond your understanding. You won't even understand them five to ten years from now. It'll be later on and you go, oh, my God, that's truly what he was doing. Some of those lives that you're touching, if you weren't there, they would be end up dead. They would end up on the other side. They would end up the problems that you're trying to create them, that you're trying to keep them from walking into. Your purpose, you're walking in a woman, and not only you're walking in, it's a God-mandated purpose. So that means he's, he's using you to touch others. Walking in. He's giving you everything that you need. He's training and form you to be a formidable foe. So you thought you were a phoenix before. No, 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 no. You ain't never had the fire of God burning in you like it was burning in you. No. Matter of fact, Holy Spirit, let me experience right now some of your fire. Let me experience some of that fire of God. Oh, that's beginning to burn inside of her right now, Lord. 
Because that same fire that you, that passion that you have within you, you are imparting it into your students. Mm. That's why all this ruckus is going, because as you impart it into your students, they're imparting it into their families. So you're hitting things on levels you didn't even know. That's why you got all this ruckus. Because you walk in areas and arenas that you didn't know. So Holy Spirit, continue to move a new legacy as you have called them to move. Now I want you to touch this woman of God right now. Mm. This vessel, this special vessel that you have formed from the womb, this special vessel that you have brought into my life, this special vessel that you are causing transformations to occur in our heart. This special vessel, I want you to move in her capacity right now in a unique way, Father, so she will begin to see, to grab hold, and to move in even greater dimensions of faith, greater dimensions of power, of passion, greater dimensions of you, Lord. Touch this vessel, Father. Keep her united with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Best thing to do right now is mm-hmm. Yep, I understand. Well, that's all I can. I'm sitting around. I got my baby sitting around this table doing statistics. I don't want to scare him, so I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She don't want to shout it out. Okay. Thank you, Okay, water pumps resolved. So now, anybody else want prayer? Got that resolved. Got the car keys. Okay, he's got the ladder. Bye, doggy dogs. Alrighty. All right, love you guys. I gotta stop my she lesson gotta go now, but. Cause she's yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm gonna get a Bible verse for you. All right. All right. Everybody have a fantastic day. Bye bye. Okay, dokes. Anybody else want prayer? Oh, I know what I didn't pray for on the list earlier. I'm gonna do that when I get in the truck. Which is interesting. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Okay, give me a little. Okay. Um, interesting. We didn't pray. Bell worshippers, when you shake on Boran, you get Saramboka. Boran, Saraka. Say tag after school program. Boran, you go say you go mukradaka. Father God, thank you, Father. The mantle is being destroyed in the name of Jesus. The mantle is being destroyed in the name of Jesus. 
And we praise you, Father, for rising up against him and showing him truly who is power, who is God, not this false God. As I say, he's the prince of the power of the air, but you are the most high. high. And you have showed them there, there is no defense against you. And last but not least is this crack house. Alrighty, that's all the list of this. Anybody else want prayer? I'm going back to my house to do what I got to do so I can go to work. Now, who want prayer? Let me know. Let me Anybody else want prayer? Okay. All right. Anybody else on the line want prayer going once? Anybody else on the line want prayer going twice? Anybody else on the line want prayer going three times? All right. Somebody pray for me out here. Minister Sam, thank you for the time that you have taken out today of your busy schedule. Lord, we just thank you for the strength, the guidance, the loving kindness, and the grace and mercy that you show this man of God each and every day. Lord, help him to redeem the time today. Slow it down. Make it stop. Hold the sun. Whatever he needs, oh God, do it for him as he obeys your word and your will. Help him what he needs to have done be completed today. Let everyone's footprints be blessed and protected. Watch over him, family, friends, and separate degrees of separation. Keep them protected from hurt, harm, and danger, both in, in um, spirit, soul, and in body. For his good and for your glory. In your shoes, may we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, peace. Uh, I'll let y'all later. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye.